<laughs> so we did it. My boys smashed the one. I got the other one up above my head. Dude opens the door, smashed it. We start running. He starts chasing us, and it's raining outside. And we got our boys' car parked right there. We were about to just hop in and go. As he's chasing us, we look around. Dude completely wipes out, feet above his head, splashed into a puddle in his front yard right after we caused Oh, him hell. Yeah, it was bad. I don't... We stopped once I turned 17, and I had to obviously repent to God after that. <laughs> oh, dude. It was probably, if like if it was on video, it would have sold for one of the funniest things I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Welcome to Adversity Kings. I think this is episode 20. We got Spencer, Rose, Cose, Spencer, Cose. How's it going, bro? It's going good. Thank you for having me on here. I thanks, appreciate it. Thanks for getting on, dude. How you feeling? Feeling pretty good. Just got uh, up to Pittsburgh from Florida. Right. Running off straight caffeine, no food. Let's go. What you Feeling drink? pretty good, though. I drank a couple of those Celsiuses. Keep me up through the flight. Aren't those Aren't those the beers? No, Celsius is like <laughs> 200 milligrams of caffeine per, per drink. I had about probably five of them in the last 24 hours. Let's go, dude. A thousand milligrams of caffeine straight to the ass. Got to stay up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. That's hilarious. So before we jump in, so you were the top producer for Aries Agencies this year. You're in the you're in the running for being number one producer uh, out of the entire company as well. We're a Fortune 500 company, over 10,000 different reps. For those of you that don't know, we're in the financial services industry. We sell life insurance. Spencer, you're 19? 21. 21, okay. So I apologize. Got a couple years on you, but but again, you got the baby face like like everybody else too. Can't so, grow the facial hair yet. Right? So, <laughs> so young Spencer, um, now before we uh, jump into everything, your success in the career, making probably close to half a million dollars this year and, and what you're gonna do next year, making a million dollars by, by 22, just like I did, um, but way faster. You know what I mean? You do it within two years, it took me four years. Uh, Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Pittsburgh, little school outside of Pittsburgh, outside the city called Shaler. Oh, okay. Decent sized school, probably like 400, 380 people per graduating class. How many siblings? I got three sisters, all of them younger, set of twins. They're two girls, Greta and Ava. Yeah. And I got an older brother. He's 23. Okay, cool. What do they do? My brother works for a bank in Columbus, Ohio, Chase Bank. Yep. He just started doing that. He graduated from Dayton. Yep. My two younger sisters, twins, they're 20, I think, maybe 19. They're currently going to Dayton. Yep. And then my youngest sister, Candace, she's 16. She plays volleyball in high school. She's looking around where she might want to go to college. Are you going to recruit these guys? My brother, Carter, hopefully. Jakey yeah. T's boys with him. Jake Taylor, my yeah. one of my GAs. And that's how I actually know Jake Taylor was through. He was friends with my brother. Yeah. He came down, so I think we're going to tag team him. It's only you better. I mean, whole, I mean... How I mean you you're gonna make close to half a million dollars this year. You know what I mean? You're twenty one, no prior education aside from high school, mm. barely graduated high school to the best of my knowledge. I True. don't know. <laughs> I mean Carter, I love Chase Bank, I bank with Chase Bank, but I don't know, brother. You gotta get down to that Tampa life, right? Yeah, he'll he'll be coming, I think. Mark yeah. Mark's his cousin too. AJ, who's my cousin and Mark's yeah, brother. Yeah, Mark's got his brother down there. You yeah. got You guys got to got the brotherly, the family. You got You guys got to nepotize the business. Got to wait till we show them an M. And Nobody knows this, and by the time this comes out, um, it'll be probably known by then. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I got a lot of faith, but my little sister, she's starting. So she just dropped out of ASU, and uh, she starts. So that took four years, and you figure about Arizona two million dollars. Arizona State University. Yeah, dropping she, out. She did a quarter there. Or a semester there, I call it a quarter. <laughs> so she did a semester there, and she's uh, coming to Chicago. So fingers crossed. Big sacrifice, leaving yep. a lot of fun behind. Right. Because I know ASU right? is probably pretty fun. ASU, yeah, hell yeah. I'm, I'm glad to pull her out. <laughs> Get her out of that fucking school. It's probably for her own good. Right? So so you grew up in Shaler. Um, your siblings, they're all, you know, between your youngest in, in high school uh, volleyball and then the others, you know, between Chase and then what do the twins do again? They're they go college. to Dayton. Dayton. Whole family went to Dayton. Dad, so mom. you guys have like the alumni package where yeah. you get in there. Okay. Unfortunately, I couldn't qualify. For <laughs> oh hell, dude! Not even close. Damn. So, what about your parents? What do they do? How they meet? How's that story come together? So my parents, they actually met at Dayton when they were in college. Yep. My dad did software sales when I was growing up, so he was always selling software. Yeah. 
and my mom was typically a stay-at-home mom she picked up a couple side jobs here and there like yeah she worked at the mall for a little bit make some side money yep but my dad was um working selling software doing pretty good but he didn't i don't think he liked doing the software sales so he eventually took a position doing something else with the same company yeah. company's called chronos does he still work with them yeah he still works with them Dope. but he took like a, a pay cut just to have more time around the family because when we were growing up he was gone like three weeks out of the month yep so he wasn't around much but he wanted to see our family more so when he took that pay cut that's when we all started going to college yeah so then obviously money's gonna be super tight so that's when my mom picked up a job doing like substitute teaching at north allegheny or something like that she's like a part-time substitute teacher okay she pays for groceries and everything my dad pays way too much for all my siblings to go to college but hell yeah leaves them with not much to take care of me when i was sitting at home so like do they me be getting, leaving do they be getting pissed when when you know we kind of like indirectly flame college um i don't talk to them about it too much but they gotta see i, the, I feel like they you're on social do. like you know what i mean bashing like, college a little yeah, bit yeah bashing college yeah you ever have any like family feuds over Spencer, stop telling your siblings. Or <laughs> Probably. I mean, I don't know. Typically growing up, like if I was saying something and it was irrational. Well, now, like what that. about now though? Like you guys are going to have Christmas dinner as a family, I'm imagining. And yeah. it's like, hey guys, Spencer makes 400 times the amount of money that we all do. <laughs> is there going to be any like, hey, could you stop shit talking college? Or is it going to be more of like, hey, we're happy for you. Like we're actually interested in maybe coming to work down, down in Tampa with you. They're, they're super supportive. That's good. So like if well, no matter what I say, they're gonna support it. They're gonna yeah. laugh. If they don't agree with it, they'll just laugh. They, yeah. They won't say anything negative. That's but a good vibe. For my sisters, I I don't I don't directly bash college to them, but I'm like, you know, why are you going to college for marketing? Like, what are you, what are you doing with <laughs> yeah. that afterwards? Yeah. That's what I say to everyone too. Like, what are you going to college for? Finance. Okay. And then and then like like what does that even mean? Yeah. Cause like when I went, I was, I was going to say I was going for communication degree, but like, yeah, what does that even mean? I didn't even know. I was yeah. just going. Cause that was like what I said. I think, you know, and I, I you know, being, being in the same industry and, uh, you know, obviously not going to college myself, real similar stories. Um, but I think college is needed for, you know, maybe a doctor, mm -hmm. uh, for certain people, maybe there's fulfillment in it. Uh, but I think for most people, I think when people realize like subsidized and unsubsidized loans and how those accrue immediately and you kind of pay to go get a piece of paper to go pay off a piece of paper you that you can I mean? hardly with, pay off anyway with what you off. get from it, it yeah so th for me it's kind of like wrapping my mind around you know what's the point of that uh it doesn't seem like there's much legitimacy or it doesn't make much sense and and really securing and securing that education where you can go get self-educated at a fraction of the cost and people don't calculate how valuable time is either you know what i mean i mm -hmm. think i'd rather pay a hundred thousand dollars you know uh, a year and invest into my 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 self-development if i can be more precise with it opposed to giving somebody 365 days of my life at some party that costs 100 grand yeah. i think college is a you know it's from for certain people that aren't taking it seriously or or they may be in the wrong field they they basically signed up for a hundred thousand dollar party mm -hmm. i don't know if i would ever pay a hundred grand for a party definitely not you know what i mean like, not till we got billions right yeah i don't know dude and then people are typically paying you 100 grand to get into your party so Growing up, dad software, mom's doing uh, things on the side. Mm -hmm. What was growing up like for you, from your perspective, from your eyes? For me, when I was super young, probably like up until fifth grade. Yeah. Parents, not like super strict to the point where it's like annoying, but like my mom picked out my outfits. Like she told me what I was doing, what I was allowed to do. Perfect grades I had. Yeah. And then in fifth grade, I don't know, I guess my energy started getting up and I started like getting in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. And coming from a super strict family and like super religious, doesn't like bending the rules, very yep. respectful. It was different. So like me and my mom didn't get along for a while. Like yep. it was just constant arguing on my end. Like yeah, she was yeah. just trying to help me, but I was being disrespectful. Yeah. And eventually I was, it was so much like trouble and calls home from school and picking me up from like getting in trouble with the cops soon. Just not like bad stuff, but just like something a stupid fifth stuff. grade yeah. boy would be doing with the neighborhood bros. Eventually she, I don't want to say stopped caring, but she became more like, 
this is just like Spencer. He's a little bit crazy. The Kinda other four the, kids aren't going to get in too much trouble. So yeah, this is the biggest problem we got. Like whatever. More of just like a fuck it. Go do it. Yeah. Yeah. And That's how my mom was eventually, I remember I had a talk where they were about to send me to like a boarding school. It was like, if you get in any more trouble this year at school, yep. we're shipping you to a boarding school in Erie. Not cause like we don't love you, but just because like you're, you're getting in way too much trouble and like, it's looking bad for the yeah. whole family type deal. Yeah. So that straightened me out for a little bit, but Grades were awful, not because I was dumb. Like I got a pretty good SAT score that was a lot better than some of my friends who like actually went hard in school. Yeah. Cause I was there and I would, I would pay attention. Yep. But like homework, no chance. Like when I'm going home, I'm doing something I want to do. Not, yep. not the homework. Yep. So that's, that's where my grades were so bad. I just, the lack of application, application to the yeah. school, just cause I felt like there was no, passion. I'm not going home and doing math. Cause I don't care about math. I'm going to go home and like work out or go fishing or do something I'm passionate about, yeah. not math. I love fishing. So yeah. I grew up in Arkansas. So we always, there was a lot of catfish. We just, oh yeah, yeah we did a lot of catfishing and shit like that. Catfish, largemouth bass. What about you? Were one of those eerie boys where you go up steelhead? No, I did the steelhead twice. Actually, yeah. last time I did it was two weeks ago and I think I got sick from being up in the cold. Yeah. Dude. Never caught any. You just go up and we would freeze and not catch anything. Right. And what do you, do you use salmon eggs when you're steelhead fishing? Um, I don't know what we were using. My boy set up the the thing, but I think it was some sort of egg. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I think it's like eggs. I never went steelhead. Now, do you you ever fly fish? I tried. I got a fly fishing rod for Christmas one year. So fly fishing. So we were fly fishing, and uh, I was talking about I like to I like to eat the fish, but obviously there's no fucking fishing in Chicago. So mm -hmm. very much. You fish down in Tampa at all yet? We went once. We were supposed to go catch sharks. We didn't catch any. We ended up catching like 50 little fish like that big. Yeah. Catch and release. Yeah. yeah. It's still fun though. Yeah. Team That's experience. Dope. So growing up, bad kid, bad grades, didn't really apply yourself. Um, anything like any like funny memories or anything stand out, like funny stories. Like if you had to think of like, that was the funniest thing that happened growing up. Um, well, one funny one, this is bad. I would never endorse this, but it's just what happens when yeah. I'm in high school with a bunch of friends that like getting in trouble. But it was me and my boys. And when fall season came around, we would call it like pumpkin season. Cause everyone's got their pumpkins out. Yeah. And being young and dumb, our favorite thing to do is just go around and smash people's pumpkins. Unfortunately. Yeah. 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 But the one story we, we had this dude and we would, what we would do is the ding dong ditch pumpkin smash. So like you, you hell dog, that's the, a lot. Uh, yeah. you knock their door as soon as they open it up pumpkin and then just book it. And, um, <laughs> damn dude, this is definitely a white area, but, <laughs> uh, the black, you go get shot. <laughs> <laughs> so we did it. My boys smashed the one. I got the other one up above my head. Dude opens the door smashed it we start running he starts chasing us and it's raining outside and we got our boys car parked right there we we're about to just hop in and go as he's chasing us we look around dude completely wipes out feet above his head splashed into a puddle in his front yard right after we caused oh him hell yeah it was bad i don't we stopped once I turned 17 and I had to obviously repent to God after that. But <laughs> oh, dude. It was probably, if like, if it was on video, it would have sold for one of the funniest things I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. That's hilarious. Now, um, what about like one of the hardest things that you think you've experienced up until this point, adversity wise? Like what's you know, the podcast theme? I, I, the more I think about it, it's like adversity kings. We got to talk. You know, what do you think is the biggest piece of adversity you face, whether that's external or internal? I think everybody's equally uh, well-versed in regard to adversity that they face. I think probably just feeling when I was in high school, coming to the end and all my boys are like about to go to college. And obviously everything put in my head when I'm in high school is like, oh, if you don't go to college, you're, you're, there's no chance. Like, yeah, you're you're going to be working at like a pizza shop or something like that for yeah. the rest of your life with nothing, nothing against pizza shops. Something, someone's got to do it. But my vision was always like, if I don't make a hundred K by the time I'm 40, like this is my high school vision. Then like it's beat. I'm not successful. Everything like that. Yeah. And just like a inside mental battle. Like I didn't care about grades and I didn't care that I had bad grades cause it wasn't my focus. But yeah, when graduation season started coming around, I was like, dang, everyone's really about to go off to college and yeah. be successful. And now like, I literally don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like the time's sneaking up fast on me, I guess. I guess I'm gonna go to community college yeah. and try to buckle down and get into like a bigger school and get a degree. Yep. So that was like the first time I was going through adversity. Like everyone's getting into college and I'm, I got nothing. I'm still living at home. Yeah. So I went to community college. 
and I tried buckling down with school. Still didn't like it. I'm sit, still sitting there thinking like, well, I can't believe I'm trying learning this math that I don't care about. But I got decent grades. I upgraded from like a 1.8 on average to like maybe a 3.0 yeah. at CCAC. And then my next plan was I was going to use that 3.0 at CCAC and transfer my credits to get into Pitt or like Duquesne or something, yeah. something reputable. And when I applied to get into Pitt, and all my boys went to Pitt too. So like I knew a bunch of people there. I was telling them, yo, I'm coming to Pitt. Like yeah. my grades are good. We got this. I applied to Pitt. And then I got a letter back from Pitt saying, you didn't get into Pitt, Maine. You got in like Pitt, Greensburg. And hey, I'm like, dog, that's my shit. Pitt, Greensburg. Maybe or Greensburg. maybe it was Pitt. I don't know. Pitt, it wasn't Pitt, Maine. So I'm like, dang, I really don't want to go out there and be stranded an hour yeah. away. Not know anyone. So then I was like, well, that plan's beat. Yeah. So... And I was already giving up on CCAC once I found out about that, like just done yeah. with my classes. So then last resort, I'm like, I guess I'm going to have to just go to the military and try to be like a SEAL or something. Because I at least wanted, no matter what I wanted to do, I wanted it to be like high level. Like if I'm going to go to the military, yeah. I'm going to try to be a SEAL. Yeah. So yeah. I started, similar. yeah, starting like, I guess this is like, I don't need grades for yeah. a SEAL, I don't think. So I just mentally, I was like, I guess I'm going to be a SEAL. So I was hitting the gym extra hard. Yep. not caring about school, doing a little bit of research on like what it takes to become a Navy SEAL. And yep. I knew they had to be smart too. So still in the back of my head, I'm yeah. thinking like, Same. shoot, if I got to memorize like some stuff, this could be an issue too. <laughs> so that like that whole time, I'm just thinking like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And then Mark's been pushing me on joining Arius agencies. My cousin, Mark, yeah. who was an MGA at the time, would always see me at the gym, LA Fitness for like, Cause that's all I had to do. So I was there all day, every day. And if yeah. I left, it was to shower, eat and come back. Yep. So he was like, dude, you just, if you put the time you put into wasting at LA fitness, not that I was wasting it, but like I was spending too much time there. Yeah. He's like, dude, if you just put that into the life insurance game, like I promise you, you will end up doing decent. And I disregarded that for like months just because I didn't, I mean, my first thought was like, I think Mark's just trying to scam me or something like that. Like this yeah. is pyramid scheme blah 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 what everyone thinks yep the first couple seconds until i was faced with uh covid like covid started happening mark saying he's about to move to florida so then i'm like oh shoot like i'm not even gonna have an opportunity in pittsburgh so it was like i had three weeks to decide if i was fully committing the seal or if i was shipping it to florida with mark with like with no warning to anyone so prayed about it thought about it for like a week and then just made a inside mental commitment. I'm like, I'm just going to trust Mark. There's a ton of other people there making money. Like, I don't see why I wouldn't be able to make money if other people are. Yep. So that's when I decided like two weeks before Mark moved to Florida, I decided I was going to go with him. Didn't have my, didn't have my license yet. Just was just going to go and start making phone calls. And hopefully I passed the license exam, which took me four times too. So that was a little bit of a adversity too because like test taking yeah and me just don't mix but once i got that and realized that's the last test i'll ever have to take as far as like answers on a paper someone grades it type thing yep then we were cooling and yep. then everything like lined up perfectly like just thinking back the people and the things i did when i was younger like i was super super passionate very passionate about not doing my schoolwork but like i knew i had that obsessive factor that grant cardone talks about yep I just had to find the right thing to be obsessed with. Yep. Coming to areas agencies, like if you're obsessed with nice things, perfect. You can use it for recruiting. If you're obsessed with money, perfect. You're going to sell and make a ton of money. If you're obsessed with helping your family out, which like, I feel like I owe my mom the world. Yep. If you're obsessed with that areas agencies, put your time into making more money and then you can help out whoever you want. Yeah. If you're obsessed with leading people to church, become the best in the agency. People are going to look up to you for advice tell them to go to church. Yep. So like literally for my situation growing up, once I found it here, it's like absolutely perfect. And it's like God's plan the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's huge. You know, I think especially like when you're talking about the adversity that you face, kind of that mental health aspect of things, especially when you face kind of the transition of high school into college and seeing certain friends do things, uh, other friends may, may be inheriting family businesses and they got money and this, that, and the other. And you kind of put yourself in a position where it's like, you feel like a failure because of society of like saying, Hey, look, you don't have a house. You don't have a car. You don't have your own, you know, six figure plus job. You're not in the best college. Like they want you to have all of these things. Society kind of like 
portrays and casts this image and this vision of like, you should be out on your own and this, that, and the other. And so as, as kids, as, as you're transitioning in adulthood, you're like, well, damn, dude, I'm, I'm a failure. I'm a piece of shit, this, that, the other. Mm. And you'll see, I see a lot of, a lot of individuals, you know, struggling with mental health because they, they think they're behind or they're not doing much, uh, doing enough or that much in life, mm. uh, based off perception. And I think, I think we got to do a better job as parents, the older generations, the younger generations of more or less acceptance and having a long-term vision. There's nowhere in the world where you're gonna get rich overnight. Mm. There's not gonna be success overnight in college. There's not gonna be success overnight uh, in our business and any other business and, and working for somebody else or whatever it might be. So I think that's huge with overcoming that adversity into your story now. And then this last year, what did that look like for you being, you know, being the number one agent and what like what does that all look like? What are the 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 uh, the, the highs, the lows, the funny stories, the bad stories? You know, I mean the highs, the lows. I, I try to stay even keel. Like with Mark's taught me from the jump, like you can't get too high, can't get too low. Yeah, and I like I really grabbed onto that because when I was brand new and I made like two thousand bucks in a week yeah. for the first time, I was lit. Like probably spent the whole thing, mall, yeah. dinner, all that, lost all 2000. Yeah, just yeah. cause I felt like I was the dog for making 2K. Yeah, yeah. Compared to just being used to like high school jobs and everything. Yeah. And then like a week later I get a charge back and now I'm just super, super mad. This yeah. is when I was new, like, oh shoot, like I, I stink now, I thought I was the goat. Yeah. But stay. I try to stay even keel, so like no matter how big of a week I have, yeah. I try my best not to like even really think about it. Yeah. And no matter how bad of a week I have, like there was a week in July, I don't know what happened because like the one, I had two 4,900 ALP chargebacks, which is fat for a week. Yeah. And like in the past that would have just broken me, but like it was nothing I could control. I couldn't control. The lady requested life insurance, like when I was sitting with her sister. Yeah. She was 60 something, I sold her 100K. She was down for it, solidified as ever. Yeah. And cancels out of nowhere. Like nothing I could have done about it, I think. Yeah. So like immature, brand new into the deal, me would have just been so upset. It would have ruined my month. But learning from what Mark taught me, just stay even keel. I'm like, honestly, I can't control it. So whatever, I'm just gonna go yeah. sell some more people and it's gonna play out. Yep. So that's pretty much that. Some of the highs. Big paychecks, like I think my biggest in a week was like twenty one or twenty two thousand. What was your biggest week? Personal production, yeah, thirty one thousand. Beat my best week. Yeah, I remember getting a text. Yeah, I was lit. Yeah, you beat my best week. <laughs> That's good and best year too. Mm -hmm. So you make Presidents Club, mm -hmm. Founders Club. Yep. Biggest paycheck, twenty one thousand. Yep. Let's go. Yes, Let's sir. go. What else? What other highs? Um. I mean, I probably spent too much money on designer clothes this year. Yeah. Once I start getting hype and we go, I to the started. Mall. I'm trying to implement that shit, dude. I got the Montclair. I mean, it works for the recruiting, you. so yeah, it's dude. smart and young people love it. Yeah, looking clean, looking nice. What do you got on right now, Balenciaga? Yeah, the Balenciaga sweater. Let's go. Yeah. Let's fucking go, bro. What are you wearing tonight? Anything dope? Um, nothing, nothing too crazy. No big designer brands. I'm just keeping it I'm simple. I'm just blacked out. Yep, yeah, black. So I'm pissed. I hated this last year. Really? Wanted to do way more. Way Me more. too, honestly. Like we won, but exactly we won, but to me I we lost. Like, yeah, I won ten times that. So Mark's really like that. Oh yeah, he's heavy. really like that. Yeah, like I intentionally go out of my way to text him, "Good job," because I know. Yeah, he hates off. it. He hates that. He hates shit. it. I was like, "Hey, bro, good job. Can't wait to get you on the podcast." He's like, "Fuck <laughs> the podcast. I'm not getting on there until I do yeah, something." Yeah, he didn't good. even want to come. Yeah, that's why I told my mom the other. I told she's like, "Hey, when's the rec dinner?" I literally just got her reservations two or three days ago because I wasn't gonna invite her because mm -hmm. I was like. Now this this year fucking sucked. You know what I mean. So sometimes you win, but you really feel like you lose. Mm -hmm. You know. But it's good. That's what makes a competitor. I feel like that's what makes like a legend. For a sure. legend. It's not something that we want. You know what I mean. It's just it's a piece of us. You know what yeah. I mean. Like it's just a part of us is always saying, "You should have done way more. Could have done way more." Definitely. And that's what excites me. Like for tomorrow. Not. I don't need no fucking. You know, January first ball drop. Twenty twenty two. Like. I'm hungry right now. I'm thinking about winning right now. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I'm thinking about getting out of my chair and ripping someone's fucking throat out like right now. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like mindset wise of like every day. And I think I, I love sitting here, maybe in the beginning, you know, four or five years ago when I started, I, I would have been maybe a little more egotistically pissed off of like sitting here like, damn, this kid beat my week. I got to go out there and beat it. You know what I mean? I got to go back out and get there, get on top. But I love looking at it as like one big team. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's 
one big team. So to sit here and to see guys like you and Joey and John and Rob, just just young young people, just people in general, just eating and getting it and doing it bigger and faster. Because it it goes to show that we're all doing something right. We're in the right place. Because if you can if you can bring individuals in and they can get what you got and they can do it more efficiently and more effectively. I feel like that's a place where growth truly is being emulated. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like nobody's really holding cats back here. You know what I mean? Not like at all. We're all fucking competing. Believe that. You know what yeah. I mean? But it's pretty open. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, I want I want to do better by competing with you, and I want my people to compete with you, and vice versa. For sure. You know, I think like people get too soft where they're like, everybody should just get uh, an equal opportunity award. Yeah, we'll no. just ha we'll have an attendance trophy. It's like. I don't, I don't really fucking work, Joe. <laughs> you know what I mean? I ain't going to pay the bills around here. So any other things stand out this, this last year, your career here so far? Highs and lows as far as that goes? Just in general, anything. Funny stories. Mm, bad stories. Funny stories. Uh, what's the fun a little yeah, bit. what's the funniest shit that's happened this past year? I can already, I can tell. Funniest thing in the business or just being in Florida with the just, boys that yeah, we work maybe with? Yeah, maybe both. Maybe both. Um... Dude, I don't know. There's so many. Like, every day in the office is fun. Like, everyone's laughing all the time. Everyone there is friends because, like, we recruit people yeah. we want to work with. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let me think of a funny story. I know I got plenty. While you're thinking, I'm going to show you this voicemail I got from a dude uh, three or four years ago when I was selling. I don't even know if I'm allowed to do this. I've gotten some funny voicemails. October 29, 2018. Yeah, motherfucker, you ever pull some shit like this with some fucking scam with my kids? I'll hunt you down, I'll fucking kill you. I promise that, motherfucker. <laughs> oh my goodness. October 29th, 2018. I actually went out and sold them after that. No way. Swear to God. Yeah, dude, dude, I that was out in Altoona. I find the dudes that cuss you out like that. They're buyers. Like, they're the coolest dudes. Yeah, like I would probably do the same thing if I get a call. I'm cussing <laughs> yeah. you out. But then if you show up and you're cool, I'm, I'll probably buy. Something yeah, I'm probably you. gonna fucking buy, dude. So that that reminds me of probably the funniest story is Jake Taylor. He was my he was the SA on our team at the time. I think I was the GA or maybe I was the SA. He was the agent. He comes up to me. This is actually hilarious. He's like. Oh, yeah, dude, I just called this dude. He cussed me out. So all I was saying to him was just, oh, <laughs> and so he said that. And then like two days later, I'm scrolling through my lead pack. I think Jake was in training at the time and he was calling through my leads and I scroll up on this dude and it's like the same name as my uncle. I'm like, oh, my uncle has the same name. And the comment says like Jakey e. T semicolon. This dude cussed me out. So I just started m moaning and saying awe at him. <laughs> and then I look at the address. I'm like, wait a second. I think that is my uncle. <laughs> so it turns out it was my uncle that was a uh, POS. Oh. And he cussed out Jakey e. T after calling him. And Jakey e. T said some funny stuff to him. Oh my God. That's hilarious. It's just hilarious. Dude. Like completely ironic. That's hilarious. It's so funny. What's the dopest thing you guys have done down in Tampa? Ooh. dopest experience you guys just did the jake paul fight that's got to be the up jake there. paul fight was up there for me my favorite was the weekend trip me mark and mike took to miami and rented the rolls truck rode around dude, with the stars in the ceiling. when you guys did that my instagram had deactivated like the week before oh dude it was sick we everybody went, was talking about it we went to poppy steak yeah is that like, good oh fire yeah we got the they bring the suitcase with the steak in it out what the fuck? it's like a thousand dollar steak yeah they, bro. they do bottle service for it yep we went to Salt Bay's place in Miami. I heard that's overrated. Is it? Was it? Was it good? I hear people say that. I thought. I think overpriced, but food was fantastic. That meat, that meat marketplace that you guys go to, bomb, looks fucking fire, so good. Is it? How's it compared? You go to Napa at all? It's it's right up there. It's like, yeah. I think Napa's a little bit more like laid back. Yeah, meat market's like young jumping. Yeah, everyone in Tampa that's under thirty and has decent amount of money is probably going there and just having a good time, yep. loud music, stuff like that, but it's still fancy. Yep. I remember uh, around 2018 too, October, this was probably right around that time, Sam and I, we went down selling in uh, Tallahassee. We drove down to Miami for his birthday for a day, and we went to this club, and I forget what it was. I don't know. We brought John and Rob. They couldn't get in, so they rode around in scooters like through the night <laughs> in Miami. It was seven hundred dollars to get in. Post Malone was performing. We like just to get in. Just to, yeah, we did something stupid. I don't know. What, I don't know what else we did, but I remember spending seven hundred bucks. But um, so want to think what else, dude? With with Tampa, did you guys go to any of the Buccaneer games or see Brady down there? One uh, of my friends saw Tom Brady. I tried to get him to, in, to come here. He went to Penn State, Maine, and he sells for uh, he sells Invisalign. I don't know. Ruined his life. Here. 
Yeah, ruined his life. No, I'm just kidding, <laughs> Nico. But uh, he saw Tom Brady like in Puna Connor, so I'm like, like got to have a conversation with him, bro. That's wild. Fucking insane. Do you guys see like Gronk down there? So, first off, we've only been, I've only been to one Bucks game, yeah. so we don't go too often. We yeah, live yeah. right next, like I live right next to the stadium. I run there. If yeah. I go on runs, it's to the Bucks stadium around it a couple times and yeah. back. But I was in Target like when I first moved there. And this dude in front of me, he's got a whole cart full, like completely stuffed full of like bedding and yeah, yeah. hand soap, towels. And he's a big dude with his hat on, like down over his eyes. And I jokingly said to my boy, I'm like, yo, there's Gronk right in front of us. And then we looked at him for like another second. And he was wearing his like CBD or medical marijuana hat that he always reps. And it was Gronk. He was like bagging out on his mom just buying her everything in target he's dropped like 1800 bucks right in front of us damn so those are first say what's up? Him. no i didn't want to bother him my cousin asked his mom or no not my cousin it was um i think it might have been mike i don't know someone asked his mom do you care if we get a picture with him and she was like just ask him like why are you asking me but we didn't get a picture with him or nothing like that damn dude i would have been like i need a picture with you too but the <laughs> the next time, same thing, Gronk, the gym we go to every single day. Yeah. We pull up and there's like heads surrounding the little turf field in there and Gronk was in there filming a filming a um commercial. So that was the second running with Gronk. Dude, that's He's just lit. bouncing around the area. They got cribs down there, Brady and Gronk. Brady, I think he had a crib. I don't know if he still lives there, but it's like the size of this office building, if not bigger. Damn. Huge. What's the dopest crib you've seen down there? Probably definitely Brady's. Brady's? Yeah. What about dopest car? Ooh, there's a bunch. Probably last weekend. I like Ferraris. I saw Matt Black 488 rolling around. But like that's just like every day you see something yeah, crazy like you're that. For sure, Tampa. going to. That's how Chicago is too. Like the one dude I'm trying to get on the podcast. I got his photographer on, and I, that's the dude I was telling. I think I was telling you about like connected with billionaires. Yeah. And like La Ferrari. So La Ferrari. Those are nasty. Yeah. That's that's extremely expensive for a mm -hmm. Ferrari. Like two three million dollar Ferrari right there. Them La Ferraris. Um, Working out, you work out a lot. You're yoked, bro. So, how long have you been working out? Ooh, I want to say I started working out in like 11th grade, and I actually before I worked out was known as easily hands down skinniest kid in the school. For real? That was like I was known for just being dumb skinny. Skinny? Yeah. So, did you play sports then? Soccer and lacrosse up to 11th grade. I got academically ineligible and kicked off the lacrosse team. So that's when I started working out. For, How'd you get uh, kicked off the lacrosse team? It was it was post game. I think we just caught a dub against a team we weren't supposed to weren't expected to beat. Thinking back, should have expected to beat everyone, but yeah. We we won. We're driving home. This whole bus is going crazy. There's a cop car following us. The idea of mooning the cop came up and someone had to do it, so I stepped up, mooned the cop car. <laughs> Dog, your ass is always out. <laughs> Got I always be getting ass picks from Tampa, dude. <laughs> Got the whole bus pulled over. He pulled me off, and I was still in my boxers, and he's screaming at me, like, asking if I want to How eat. are you still in your boxers, dog? You going to pull your pants up that fast? Well, no, no. I was. I figured it'd be funny if I hopped off and talked to him in my boxers. He didn't like it, that's for sure. Oh, and my God. These white kids do whatever. That was, the, that was the end of my lacrosse career. That's hilarious, bro. That's hilarious. So you started working out in 11th grade. Yeah. So that's, what, four or five years ago? That would be four? Yeah, about four years ago. Four years ago. So did you, what did you do? How much did you weigh before you started working out? What do you weigh now? What's that workout regimen? What's that diet look like for you? I want to say I started at like 140. Yep. Also, I don't know if I fully hit puberty yet. So like I wasn't, it wasn't just straight gym gains. I was like, yeah. obviously still growing. Yep. But went from 140. Now I bounce around between 198 and 205, depending on like how much I'm eating that week. Yep. But I would just go all day, every day, tons of pre-workout. Soon as school was over, LA Fitness. I would work out, smack a protein shake, and then just play basketball. I, like, literally lived at LA Fitness. Yeah. And not even, like, crazy mindset did I just go all the time. It was just, like, by default. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do homework, and I got nothing else to do, so I'm just going to work out and play basketball yeah. pretty much all day, every day. Now, thinking back, like, the consistency and the discipline of it, obviously, is what gets you the results. Yeah. But in the moment, like, when I first started doing it, it's kind of just like what that's all I had to do. Was there any specific systems that you had with like lifting or with your eating? Um, yeah, I started also, I completely cut out sugar for like two years, like hardcore. If my friends were like, yo, let's get milkshakes or cookies, no chance. Yeah. And it just became like an addiction and it just felt good to say no to. Like, now, do you have a sweet tooth at all now or no? 
when I moved to Tampa, I was still super strict. Yeah. And I was very low on money when I moved there. Yeah. So when I was at home, I would eat like chicken and rice every single meal of the day or tuna. Yeah. No questions asked, no negotiating. But once I moved to Tampa, Mark got me on some Chick-fil-A a little bit, a little bit of McDonald's. Come on, so Mark. Oh, it's because I was low on funds yeah. and it was like we would be working till like 10. Yeah. Starved at night. We're like, dude, Hell yeah. let's just get McDonald's and just crush it. Yeah. So I did that for like a couple months, put on a little bit of fat and got real pissed about it. So like I'm, I'm back on now and I try yeah. not to uh, eat. You just made a video. You look ripped, dude. Yeah. I try not to eat. I just, I'm, this is the only thing I've never been disciplined in my life is, is eating. If you've ever, you, you remember my stories, dessert. Oh every, yeah. Dessert all the time. Not every, not all, every fucking meal dessert. Yeah. You know what I mean? So even for me to have like somewhat of a six pack with, with dessert, I'm like, you know what, what the, like, you know, to, to be in positions that we are where, where people look up to us and, and we, we hold, you know, influence in the business where it's like, how do we have discipline in every area? But like, what areas do we not? And so mm -hmm. like, when I break it down, I'm like, all right, dude, the place that I don't, is like food for sure. I'll just eat whatever the fuck I want. But the last two months I hired a nutritionist and I have felt the best I have in my entire life, the strongest I've ever had, like felt. Mm -hmm. And I'm eating technically, it, look, it feels like less. Mm -hmm. like, I feel fucking hungry a lot, but, uh, i like, I feel like the strongest that I've ever felt like waking up is way like, well, I mean the last fucking four years getting up between four and six and going until midnight, 1am, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And not being able to like get it, like not get more than four or five hours of sleep a night. It's like the diet, dude, I feel like the diets really is most of it. I used to see those memes where it was like diets, 80%. Yeah. Like, no, it's not motherfuckers. I eat whatever I want. I got a six pack. Fuck you guys. But like now <laughs> I'm like, you can have a six pack, but if you feel like shit, Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's pointless. You know what I mean? And you're not going to have it 30, 40, 50, 60. Yeah, you know no what I mean? But you could have, I think you can have a, a six pack, 50, 60 years old. If your diet's there, yeah, you know for what sure. especially like you got some money, you know what I mean? You got the flexibility in your schedule, like Greg, Simon, they're going to die with six packs. Yeah. You know what I mean? J.A. too. J.A., bro, he's ripped his hell. And he told me, he's like, diet, doesn't eat past eight. That's something I just started. I don't eat past eight. Ooh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I that's hard. That. Yeah, not eating past eight. It's hard. So I like my, I eat 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 7 p.m. And then I wake up 16 fluid ounces water with a half lemon. Mm -hmm. And then I go to bed with a... 16 fluid ounces and, and like a tea tea bag in it, like no caffeine. Do you do a gallon jug at all? Throughout the day, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, trying to try to do, I'm trying to work up to a gallon in between there too, but it equates to a gallon, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But I don't know if all the time I'm smacking out a gallon. That's yeah. something I got to do better on. Sometimes my piss is orange. So. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> that's like a big red flag when I see that on myself too. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like oh dang. shit, bro. I'm lacking on the water. Mm -hmm. So what's future vision look like for you? Mind, body, spirit, family, where you want to live? Like I want to I want to kind of paint the picture of what does Spencer's future look like and take take us out there. Future vision for me, something I've been praying for since I started was a million dollars for sure net income by the time I'm 24, like on a calendar year. Yeah, that'll be easy. You'll do that next year. So what's your, what's your vision next year? I'll tell you. My vision next year for the team is going to be about 3 million ALP. So every every five on the, on the front end as an RJMGA, you should make a, a million. But if you're writing business too next year. You'll be writing a little bit, yeah, yeah, at least 200. So there's 100, 120 grand off that and then 3 million, low end 15%. Yeah. Low end, fifteen percent of that three mil, which is ten percent, three hundred, four hundred fifty thousand, five fifty. You, I, if you shoot for five million, which is just fifty liters with the account you guys got down there, mm. I feel like you could. Realistically, you have the right right approach, mm. but you'll be twenty three. What twenty twenty three? Yep, getting growth bonuses. Yeah, dude, that'll be an e like realistically speaking, like for sure. Without a doubt, million by the time I'm twenty four, and I've yeah, been praying dude. for every night. Since Lambo like, too, for sure. Oh no, actually. Rolls truck. Rolls truck over Rolls the Lambo? Royce, yeah. Yeah. I like the coupe rolls though. Yeah. I Drop like the, top? Yeah. Uh, Wraith. The Wraith, I think so. The Wraiths are nasty. But you know what? That Rolls truck, I did, I know what you're talking about, or, or like I have a glimpse or like an idea. Those are fucking hard. And the Brabus kit G-Wagons. Oh, disgusting. Crazy. Nasty. Brabus kit G-Wagons. Yeah, they're sick. So Rolls truck, million dollars income by 24. Mm -hmm. You're going to do by 23. Um, what else? Where do you want to live? I like Tampa and Tampa's like the city that changed my life. So I feel like I got some loyalty to it and probably I'm thinking definitely a house long-term. I'm going to have a house in Tampa. I want to get a big house in Pittsburgh, maybe the Wexford area. Yeah. Now you, do you, you, I know you listen to some Cardone. Now he says rent where you own and own where you rent. So what are your thoughts on that? 
mean, I kind of listen to Cardone's real estate you stuff, chew but up. I'm, yeah, you gotta I'm chew more up to me. right now focused on the ALP. Yes. So when the time comes to really get into Mark that. Mark just got a property. Yeah. That's dope, dude. And actually, I'm in the process of trying to do the same thing, possibly the townhome right next to him. Dude, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. but that's um, awesome. I don't know too much about real estate, to be honest. I, I know more about up, the dude. ALP. <laughs> but when me, the time comes listen, where I can get big into it, I'll either do, I'll, I'll learn a little bit more or just yeah. pay someone to do it for pay me. Pay someone, bro. This is how much I study outside of it. Like if I'm reading a book that's not affiliated with making us, making me better in this business, mm -hmm. it's going to be an audio version. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm going to loosely listen to it and just mm -hmm. kind of see if there's anything that I can apply to this business. I'm like, I feel like we're similar where it's like, there is no fucking, like with how long it's taking me to get good at this, there's no way I'm going to spend time studying real estate when someone out there is just like us applying their lives to real estate. Yeah. It's like, why don't I just pay it. you to fucking do it? You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. So living in Tampa house up here, Rolls Royce truck. What about girl wife? You got a future vision of like, what's going to, who's going to fit the bill for you? For me, as far as like tying down and, and really getting a girlfriend where I can take her serious, I can't see myself having a girlfriend until I at least make a million dollars in a year. Yeah. Just because like, I always say it and like it sounds like a joke but like dead serious if i'm gonna be a boyfriend i'm gonna try to be the goat like the best boyfriend Facts. you can be same and i can't be a good boyfriend with less than a million dollars of income because yes like, to, if 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 i'm gonna find a girl that i want to marry and like actually make her happy yeah money's not everything but like a million dollars is going to be the floor to do yeah. what i want to do yeah i feel like i'm providing the value that i need to yeah as far as that goes. To create so unforgettable experiences. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you ain't going on a heli ride every night. You know what I mean? Taking yeah. her to the meat market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I tell like, I, there's no girlfriend until I'm 24. And Hell even if yeah, I start dude. getting close to it, I got to like pull myself back. Unfortunately. What about kids? Kids? I haven't really even thought about a time. Do you frame want on kids that. or definitely want kids? Yeah, I would do anything to have a son. Spencer yes. Junior. I need it. You gonna do a Spencer Junior? For sure. I feel like real alphas always just want a junior. Like yeah. I fucking want a junior. For sure. Simon got a. You know what I mean? Like, do you even like have pride in yourself as a man if you don't want a fucking junior? Yeah, like, I have no idea. You know what I mean? Like, go fucking work out, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You got a junior, right, Peter? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Got He's got three <laughs> juniors, basically. Dude. His name, all my kids, Spencer, Spency. <laughs> dude, literally, like all his kids are somewhat named after him. That's hilarious. But uh, that's dope, dude. That's dope. What about a jet? You ever see yourself on? Definitely a jet? would like a jet at some point. I yeah. need to put probably a time frame on it. Yeah, but yeah, it's hard to play around with. Yeah, playing around with it, seeing. And also, a huge vision for me is like the church I grew up going to, Give St. Bonaventures. Like I've. I don't want to say they're struggling, but just compared to the church I go to in Tampa, which yeah. is thriving, growing, everyone right? loves going. Yeah. I feel like the church that I go to in Shaler when I come home, not as like popping. Yep. Not as definitely not receiving as much money as the one in Tampa. Yep. So like long-term, I'd like to be able to give them give a back. fat check Same. and try to completely change it around. Cause I feel like they could use it. I got this like vision of like, kind of from a dark place of how like just shitty my principal was to me from the high school I was at until I was expelled of, I went to like buy their uh, scoreboard mm -hmm. and like put my fucking name on it or something, dude. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. like, you, like, I feel like some of us got to do that over the next five, 10 years. Definitely. Like just drop 10, 15, maybe fucking 50 bands or something, just write it off. And we considered a donation to the school. And it's like Cozy Field at Shaler, Shaler High or something. You know Hashtag what I mean? hiring. Hashtag Don't worry hiring. about going to college. Oh, dude, they would they would freak out about that part, but you could get get away with the beginning. So I always like to ask because one of my favorite things is movies. But I know you don't you haven't really sat through many movies. You're not as I actually watched one the other night for the first time in probably two years. What's your favorite movie? It would have to be, and I don't even know if this is like a good movie. It's just what I watch. Mark put me on. Yeah, and I've probably watched start to finish ten movies ever, maybe. Yeah. But Law Abiding Citizen. Law Abiding Citizen. I don't even know what the actor's bro, name is, but it was sick. Good movie. Mm -hmm. Peter, you like Law Abiding Citizen? Hell, Hell yeah, yeah, dude. That's the only movie I can sit there and watch start to finish fully engaged. So what are you passionate about outside? I mean, this is our whole life. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? This will be our entire lives because it's it's not a job. You know what I mean? It's a lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. So like for you, is there any passions outside? Like for me, it's movies. So I don't know. Like what about you? Um, I would say for me... Dude, honestly, like, this is why I think I was made to be at Arius Agencies. I was passionate about working out. Yep. 
and Simon, as soon as I come in, mind, body, spirit. Yeah. Passionate about, I guess, mindset. Like, I just don't like people being soft ever, yeah. really. And if it's myself, I get pissed at myself. Spirit, always been passionate about that. Yep. Coming here, you can tie all three of them together. Like, I really got nothing outside yeah. of Your whole what life we is do. built around this. Yeah, completely. Right? Like, I'm trying to think. I don't, like, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what I do outside of. It's very hard. Like Everything people, I do is tied to People, girls will be here. like, Yo, why don't you come do this or do that? And it's like, this this is fun. This is yeah. my life. You know what I mean? I like, don't need to go to the bar with a bunch of yeah, college dudes. That shit's boring. Not you guys fun. are weird. You no one's making mean? money doing that. Unless yeah, exactly. I'm going to recruit. Unless you guys go. are coming to work with yeah. us after this, then yeah, we can't do this at all. Yep. We can't do this at all. So as we wrap up, so go ahead, give us three tips of success as we wrap up for people to just, if they're pursuing whatever it might be, hobbies, new business, whatever endeavors that, 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 that might be, and then maintaining that success, what would you say? So the first one, and these are kind of like in chronological order for what has semi worked for me. Yeah. Though, like just being competitive success, I wouldn't consider myself a success at all, but compared to where I used to be, yep. I guess a little bit, but compared to where I want to be, you know what I mean? Not yet, but the the first tip I would say that I learned from Simon is like having death to your old self if you want to become a new, improved, better version. And like the way I see that is like if the old ways, the way you're used to doing things, what you do on a daily basis, that's what has gotten you to where you currently are. And if you aren't happy with where you currently are, obviously, you know, stay consistent with good habits, but chances are what you're doing has brought you to where you are. And it's like, it, it happened for a reason. So yeah. if you want to improve your life, you got to have like hardcore, draw the line, cold turkey, death to your old self, whether it be like what you do with your time on the weekends, what time you wake up. Like, I know I got some people not going to name drop, but just like, oh no, I can't wake up early because like, I've never been an early person. I don't, I don't work to my full potential if I wake up early. Like it's better for me to sleep in, but like, you want to be better. You know what I mean? So you got to have to have death to your old self, wake up early. Who yeah. cares if you're used to sleeping in, like that's gotten you to where you're at. Yeah. So change something if you want a different result. Yes. I know for me, uh, one major thing is like, I definitely love having fun. And like my old definition of fun had nothing. It wasn't making me any money, Yeah. but it was just like doing dumb stuff with my friends. I'm not saying fishing's dumb, but like even like fishing, like fishing's cool. Yeah, if it don't make you money, it's fucking But bad. I'm not going fishing until, yeah. like, I'm done making money and I got residuals coming and I don't have to worry yeah. about it, you know what I mean? Because yeah. other than that, I'm just wasting time. Yeah, exactly. So, like, even stuff like that, like, fishing, it's fun, I like it, but it's not going to make me money and I'm I'm on a mission to, you know, make yeah. more money and change more lives. So, fishing had to get cut completely, pretty much. Yep. Um, sleeping in, cut. Like, I used to sleep in until 10. Yep. Can't do that anymore. I was never really a big drinker, but like I know for a lot of people, drinking can hold people back if yeah. you drink all the time. So like, cut it's bad that. for your tests. Yeah, drinking people don't realize that it's bad for your testosterone. Mm -hmm. Alcohol is not good; it's a damper. So and other stuff, even even as far as like, I remember when I before I worked here, seeing Mark post, or maybe it wasn't Mark; it was might have been you post yeah. like a paycheck, yeah. and all I was thinking is like that's a lot of money for one. But I would never post a paycheck. I'm not the type to post a paycheck like yeah, that. It's and weird I know a time, ton yeah. of people that come in and they're like, how do I recruit? How can I get more people to work with us? Post a paycheck. Oh, no, I don't. I'm, I'm not like that. Like my yeah. family will think that's weird. I'm yeah. from a town where like money's not everything. I'm not going to post a paycheck, which is how I was. Yeah. But like paychecks bring people in. Hell people yeah. like seeing the money. So I had to cut that and start posting my paychecks. Hell yeah, bro. Just small stuff like that. Like you just got to give up on your old ways and ask people who are doing better for you what they sh what they do and what you should do differently and then just listen to it and implement. Yep. So that'd be tip one. Tip two, let's see, I would say is just be undeniably extremely obsessed and passionate with what you do. Like yep. you can't possibly want to be successful if people don't know what you're doing and like what you're obsessed with. Like for you, I'm sure anyone that knows you, once they talk to you, all they know about you is you go hard at American Income Life. Yep. For me, if anyone talks to me, all they know and all I portray is like I go hard with American Income Life pretty much. Yep. So like you can't be successful if like your career is just like something you do. Yeah. But not like everything you do. Yeah. So for me, like just becoming disgustingly obsessed with it, mm -hmm. loving it 
and just everything you do is focused on work, which not saying like I don't focus on family or my relationship with God because we're blessed enough that our career ties all those together. Yeah. So just being like undeniably obsessed with what you do to the fact where it just radiates and everyone knows you're obsessed with it. And I think that can bring yep. success too. So that'd be like tip number two, I guess. Tip number three would probably be just control what you can control, which yeah. I know that's stereotypical, but like for real, like all you can control in our business or in sales is like how many phone calls you make. You can't control if they're gonna pick up, you can't control what they're gonna say to you, but you can control making the phone calls. And I think when I was new, and this is what I think brought me to being decent at sales, Mark told me like, doesn't matter how many times you've called these people, just make 200 calls a day. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, I only got 20 leads and three of them told me to F off and one of them hung up on me. The other ones aren't answering. Well, how many calls are you at? And I'm like 50. And he's like, control what you control, make the 200 calls and the results are gonna come. Yep. Small stuff like that. Other things like, you know, I can't even think of an example, but just like staying in control of what we, what you can control and not even worrying about anything else because if you can't control it, there's, there's no reason to worry about it. Fire. What's your favorite book? My favorite book, Be Obsessed or Be Average by Grant Cardone, without a doubt. Hell yeah. Be Obsessed or Be Average. So what are we at, Peter, an hour? Yeah. Hour and 10? I'd say about 10 minutes. What are, what, are, what are we at on the clock? Because he got to go. Go? Hour? 240. 239. We should be good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Anybody you want to shout out? Where can people find you? They're looking for an opportunity. Maybe somebody likes what you're saying. They want to come work with you. For sure. Follow me on Instagram. That's like my main source of connecting with people. Instagram is Spencer.Cose. How do they spell the Cose? K-O-Z-E-J. And how, probably the Spencer too. There's multiple ways. S-P-E-N-C-E-R, period, K-O-Z-E-J. Perfect. So if you're looking to join the team, we got like 20 to 25 young, hungry. Everyone's on the same mission. Yeah. Uh, just make Something. money, change lives. We and got you a made a half together. million, right? Right yep. under half million this year. Projected income. He's going to make a million within the next two years in a full calendar year. So again, guys, you're not even taking consideration the passive income. Now you guys are just in Tampa or they can work virtually as well? We we're we're doing virtual too. So okay. we're trying to hire more people on Zoom and kind of build that platform. So then it's unlimited. Anyone yep. in the country can work. Yep. So you guys hear you heard it here first. If you're looking to work with the young stud, Spence, Rose, Cose, hit him up. You guys got him on IG. Spencer, sure. it was a pleasure, bro. I'm excited to do this again. Yes, so thank sure. you for all the value, the wisdom and knowledge you bring me and the company, bro. Yes, Love sir. it. Thank you for having me on here. Yes, sir. Let's get it.